0: Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. We're ready to read chapter 6. Last time we read chapter 5. Now at the end of chapter 5, the Lamb, Jesus, was preparing to open the seals. And here in the uh, first of chapter 6, Christ is going to break open the seals one at a time. So, we're just going to jump right in. I am reading from the Amplified Bible. This is Revelation chapter 6, verse 1. Then I saw as the Lamb, Christ, broke one of the seven seals of the scroll, initiating the judgments, and I heard one of the four living creatures call out as with a voice of thunder, Come. I looked, and behold, a white horse of victory, whose rider carried a bow and a crown of victory, was given to him, and he rode forth, conquering and to conquer. Continuing on on in verse 3, When he, the lamb, broke the second seal, I heard the second living creature call out, Come, and another, a fiery red horse of bloodshed, came out, and its rider was empowered to take peace from the earth, so that men... Would slaughter one another, and a great sword of war and violent death was given to him. When he, the lamb, broke open the third seal, I heard the living creature call out, I heard the third living creature, sorry, I heard the third living creature call out, Come. I looked, and behold, a black horse of famine, and the rider had in his hand a pair of scales, a balance. And I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not damage the oil and and the wine. When he, the lamb, broke open the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature call out, Come! So I looked, and behold an ashen, pale, greenish, gray horse, like a corpse, representing death and pestilence, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades, the realm of the dead, was following with him. They were given authority and power over a fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword, and with famine, and with plague, pestilence, disease, and by the wild beasts of the earth. When he, the Lamb, broke open the fifth seal, I saw underneath the altar the souls of those who had been slaughtered because of the word of God, and because of the testimony which they had maintained out of loyalty to Christ. They cried out in a loud voice, saying, O Lord, holy and true, how long now before you will sit in judgment and avenge our blood on those unregenerate ones who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and they were told to rest and wait quietly for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers and sisters who were to be killed even as they had been would be completed. I looked when he, the lamb, broke open the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair and the whole moon became like blood and the stars of the sky fell to the earth like a fig tree shedding its late summer figs when shaken by a strong wind. The sky was split, separated from the land, and rolled up like a scroll, and every mountain and island were dislodged and moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the military commanders, and the wealthy, and the strong, and everyone, whether slave or free, hid themselves in, caves, in the caves And among the rocks of the mountains. And they called to the mountains and the rocks. Fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. And from the righteous wrath and indignation of the Lamb. For the great day of their wrath and vengeance and retribution has come. And who is able to face God. And stand before the wrath of the Lamb. Now that is the entire chapter. I read that through. Because I felt that's important to do, and I felt like the imagery here, there's not going to be a ton of things that I can elaborate on here. This is imagery of things that are to come when Jesus opens these seals, and these things are going to happen. Now notice that the first seal, there is a white horse and a rider You know, this is a white horse of victory, and a rider carrying a bow and a crown, also a victory. And he rides forth to conquer. And then the second seal appears to be war. So that, you know, this fiery red horse comes out, and and the rider is empowered to take peace from the earth so that men will make war. We've seen this kind of thing been happening, but... I feel like these things are all going to happen like quick like snap 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 these are not going to be things that drag out over centuries so um, i could be wrong but i'm just saying that's that's the feeling i get from this is that this is going to be snap 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 these things are going to happen fast and uh, if we notice there are a couple of things that definitely can be noticed here one is uh, the third seal which i guess um they they label it here is famine Saying, let's see, I heard something like a voice in the midst of the four living creatures. This sounds like this is something that God is saying from the throne. A quart of wheat for a denarius, a day's wages, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. And that that would be speaking to the cost of food. Like every day you would be working just to barely make enough to survive on. That's how it sounds to me. Um, And then, do not damage the oil and wine. Oil and wine... Is more of a basic commodity for them back then, and this would make them very expensive. And so you you would find it hard to have time, have money for those. Even though they're fairly basic commodities, they would be really expensive. You would barely again going back to you'd probably barely make enough in a day to make enough just to have some bread to eat, you know. That that is the implication to me that that we're going to be people are going to be on hard times and that's why it's famine you know all right <clears throat> and the fourth seal being death which if you follow this up with war or if this follows war then yeah there would be a great number of people and and also let's see it says to kill with the sword and famine and plague pestilence disease and by the wild beasts of the earth. So so the fourth seal is supposed to represent death coming on this pale horse, this ashen horse. Um, And then the fifth seal, the fifth seal is different from the others in that it represents the martyrs. And notice that they cry out how long before you will sit in judgment. So these seals are not necessarily judgment in and of themselves. They are before judgment. That's if I'm understanding the um, order of events here. So he says, how long, you know, how they say, the martyrs say, how long will you, how long now before you will sit in judgment and avenge our blood on those unregenerate ones who dwell on the earth? And then they were given white robes. Why? Because they were faithful, they were loyal, they stood for God and the Lord until the end. Now, we should want to be counted among that number. We should want to be, um, I'm not saying we should necessarily crave to be a martyr, but you know what I mean. We should want to be that faithful. We should want to be faithful and true to the Lord and to God to the end, to death if necessary, um, I'm not saying that if you fail in that that you would not go to heaven, but um, because in an extreme moment of fear or whatever you might make a mistake and then repent of it. So I, you know I don't want I don't want to put that kind of pressure on anyone, but we should try to hold true and be faithful and be true to the end. And they're told here, they're told here, to wait quietly for a little while longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers and sisters who were to be killed even as they had been would be completed in other words things are not done yet the martyrs the saints aren't done yet so at this point there would still be saints on the earth and there would still be martyrs to come now whether they're going to be new saints I, I don't know I'm not going to try to read into all of that and and say that I know something I don't. I do not. I just know that this implies that there would still be saints on the earth in some capacity, in some manner, who are, some of whom are going to be martyred still. And then the sixth seal. Now, there's seven seals, so this is not the last seal, even though this is the end of the chapter. The sixth seal. Now, they label it here in the Amplified Bible as terror, Because of what happens, there's a great earthquake, the sun becomes black, the moon becomes red like blood, or it just says it becomes like blood, I'm assuming that means kind of red like blood, maybe a dark red. Um, And then everyone's going to hide in the mountains and in the caves. They're all going to try to take refuge in bunkers or caves or whatever they can, because they know the day. The day of judgment is upon them. <clears throat> this does not say that the Lord has returned yet, though. Now, I can't tell. And I'm just, I mean, be straight with you. So far, I can't tell that the Lord has returned yet. So these things are happening, though. And, you know, if, if the Lord has returned yet, it hasn't said so, so far. I'm going just on our reading so far. So I don't want to... You know I don't want to get into speculation but I'm just saying from what I'm reading right now we we don't see that so but people are hiding and they are afraid of the wrath and judgment of the Lord and of God so so that is Revelation chapter 6 again all this imagery and all these things I'm not good at understanding and knowing these and what I've, I've looked up and read things, and most of it seems speculative to me. Um, I think some of these things we have to read and try to, try to take what we can out of them and apply it to ourselves, but understand that we may not fully understand this until the end, until it's upon us. Um, and <clears throat> this is coming from a heavenly viewpoint. So these seals are being opened and these things are happening, you know, pretty quickly. But this is being seen from a heavenly viewpoint for for us. How will that look to us down here? I'm not 100% sure. And I'm not sure just how fast all this will be. It it sounds like it will be pretty fast. But there again, I don't want to be too speculative or get into things. Uh, but this sounds like this is going to move pretty quickly here. So, all right, that's Revelation chapter six. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. Remember that really the takeaway, if I, uh, rather than being scared of these chapters and being scared of Revelation, what I would remember out of this is that if we die for the Lord, okay, if we die standing in truth and uh standing for the lord in loyalty and faith then we're going to be with god in heaven this there is no clearer proof than this about these martyrs here um there is other proof as well but there is no clearer proof that people may kill us here they could or we may just die here but we're going to end up in heaven and that's, that's the real takeaway. Rather than maybe being scared and worrying about all these other things that we can't. Maybe it's difficult to know what they are or to understand. The real takeaway here is that no matter what happens here, we're going to end up with God and the Lord in heaven. So I just wanted to say that. I, I hate to read something and have it sound real negative and, and, and put you at a uh, leave you at a point where you would possibly be, you know, frightened or scared or uh, negative <clears throat> because I don't believe it's intended to be negative. Even the corrections, the letters to the church to correct us, the churches to, to correct us and tell us to get on the right track, that's encouragement. It is correction, but it's also encouragement. It's not meant to be a super negative thing, and and I don't believe any of this is. I, I believe this is to warn us and to t- teach us about wants to come. So, now I admit all this imagery and all these different things are hard for us to comprehend. So, I'm not trying to say it's not. This is one of the rare books of the Bible that I say, you know, where we we read it. There is some easy takeaways in here, but there are some things that are very difficult to understand and I'm not going to claim otherwise. The rest of the Bible you can read through and pretty much understand it like 99 90 or 95% of it is very easy and clear to understand. So, but Revelation is is an exception. So, it can be difficult. Alright. So, hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And remember, God loves you.